The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Have you noticed that no matter how hard you try to release attachments, heal traumas, and change your life, you still feel as if you don't belong? There is a reason and a solution for this. Join award-winning actor, comedian, and best-selling author Kyle Cease and learn how to immerse yourself in a new way of being at From Lonely to Free, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why is shame such a powerful emotion? How does it affect us mentally, physically, emotionally? I'm Nadia Davis. I'm a mom, author, attorney, and kundalini yoga teacher who has experienced public shaming that brought me to my knees. On this podcast, I'm going to tell you how I'm living the work taking shame out of the shadows. I'll give you real-life advice and skills to take away with you throughout your day. You'll hear from powerful guests who have overcome trauma and emerged stronger than ever. You too can ban the shame within and around you. Join me. You are not alone. Hi everyone, Nadia here. And welcome back to Home is Within You, where we transform shame into power. Today, you're going to get a solo podcast. I'm going to refer to the book and do a reading, but most importantly, today is a story time. Story time for and by parents in recovery. Why did I start this? I just know for me personally, By far, the deepest pain that I have ever felt as a human being was one separated from my children. Whether it was seeking help myself and going into trauma and addiction treatment, the thought of leaving my little ones without a mother at home and with just their father was heart-wrenching. And In my early years of recovery, like a dozen years ago, that really was the reason why I did not go and get help, why I tried to manage on self-will alone. And then later, when that wasn't working, when self-will and trying to heal everything on my own was walking the road alone, I failed and I had relapses and those resulted in then the entire situation, getting out of our control as a family and entering the system. Now, this journey is shared, is described in detail in Home is Within You, which is also a statement that is pro-parent, pro-autonomy, 
pro-love. And what do I mean by that? What I mean is that when we are forced to act okay for the system without being given a safe place where we can go with our children to do the trauma healing, to do the real work that causes us to have reached for a drink, the shame of having a substance use disorder or having trauma is so overwhelming that, you know, we, we try and do it alone. We try and hide it. And I just know that the first step for me on my road back was to create that space within me. And nothing that I could have done in my healing process could have, you know, not affected my children. And obviously, we all wish that we've done all of our work before becoming a parent. Most of us don't. Most of us inner parenthood and our core wounds as children, you know, get, get triggered, whether by other people or our children. And so here, I'm going to share how my healing journey has resulted in these moments where I'm better able to be present for my children and have these moments where all the difficult times, all the pain seems so worth it. We can't continue on a journey of just pretending we are okay and running on self-will while separated from our children or with our children. Because when we do it with our children, we are not present. When we're doing it without our children, the shame of separation just gets so overwhelming. And so whether you're a parent that is in the middle of a divorce with a former spouse that is preventing your contact, um, or you're one that is seeking treatment or considering seeking treatment or are not in treatment, are living separately and your kids aren't wanting to see you. I can tell you that the book Home is Within You will help you through the feelings that you are going through and help you to begin creating a sense of a home within you that will feed strength and serenity on your road to healing the relationship with your children. My relationship today with my three sons blows my mind. And of course, with the little ones, there are things that still need healing. And I could not do that or be present again if I hadn't done my work, if I don't do my work every day. And I'm just saying that the exact opposite of kind of living in that running to standstill mode is really pure bliss. It's, it really is. And so today, the stories that you are going to hear are a couple. One is vanilla and watermelon. 
Another is the Santa letter delivery. And another is slumber party. When we were going out to hand walk our, the letters that my children wrote to Santa, they decided, um, okay, that they wanted to take their go-karts. And we added on that we would do a trip to the local school, which we do every weekend. And um, this is what began. One of them ran upstairs and grabbed two to-go ice creams from the night before. One was vanilla and one was watermelon. There had been something uh, with one of the twins as I was trying to catch up with my oldest 20-year-old son who was walking with one of the twins. Um, I held back with the other twin. And we walked through a difficult moment where he had a memory of a prior incident where he had an injury due to a door. And he brought it up in the most uh, surprising time, yet it is often how it happens. This happened several years ago. And he brought it up kind of in a moment where he was feeling ashamed about how he had uh, treated his brother and responded to his, his brother. And I asked him, you know, when you remember that, what comes up? And he'll say things like, well, that didn't happen to so-and-so. And, you know, why did it happen to me? And underneath all of that is really a feeling of shame. A feeling that if something happened to us that was out of our control, that for some reason or another, it makes us defective or less lovable. And I am aware that when those feelings come up in my son related to a present day situation where he is wanting something a certain way and the twin is wanting it another way, and so they use a bad name with each other or something, while we can work on that immediate behavior, my quest is to understand the underlying feelings. And so in that moment, I did take time and I heard my son out and reassured him that he could talk to me about it anytime. We continued on the walk. And by the time we got there, their older brother um, and his twin had already um, ordered ice cream for us. Now, Elijah loves vanilla. So his older brother got him vanilla and then he got me watermelon. Eli apparently didn't want vanilla. And so I said, it's okay, you, you know, order another one. And he tried my watermelon. I decided to get another one. And basically we took the vanilla and the watermelon in a to-go bag and stuck it in the freezer when we got home. The following day, as we're preparing ourselves to deliver our Santa letters, they decide they want to take their go-karts and run upstairs and get that ice cream. As we're downstairs and they're trying their ice cream, they have an argument over whose 
ice cream is the vanilla and whose ice cream is the watermelon. One of the twins, one of the other twins, and I had three different completely memories about what happened. Mine was what I explained. Eli's was that the vanilla was his and he decided to get something else. Harrison's was that he got the extra vanilla or something like that. Basically, three different minds with three different renditions of what happened and argument over each's interpretation, which one was correct. The issue went on and on so much so that I told them that they needed to go back upstairs, that we weren't going to leave because they both were not, you know, saying nice things to each other. So we went upstairs and we're kicking back in my room and I say three different interpretations, one set of facts. Can we agree to disagree and just choose love instead? Agree to disagree and choose love by saying, okay, I accept that the other person has a different interpretation. I respect mine. But if we agree to disagree, at least we can get to a common ground of agreeing to disagreeing. So eventually they got to choosing love. We went downstairs, got on the go-karts, they decided to use their scooters instead, working collaboratively together, not arguing over whether they were going to use the go-karts or the scooters. And there we went on the sidewalk, on our scooters, on the way to the mailbox. Eli suddenly stops and says, oh, look. And he retracts a part of his scooter that can, when it's loosened, you can raise or lower the handlebars. He retracts that and then sticks his letter in there and then puts it back and it provides a holder for his Santa letter. He goes over to his brothers and he does it for him and he's being very loving and Harrison is very thankful. And there we go on our way again to the mailbox. They very sweetly drop their Santa letters in the mailbox, turn around, give each other a hug, and my heart is just glowing. All of that could have ended in total disagreement, completely without choosing love and accepting each other's version of the stories. What we ultimately did was go and get ice cream together after that as their reward so that they didn't have to argue between the vanilla and the watermelon that I ate later. Have you noticed that no matter how hard you try to release attachments, heal traumas, and change your life, you still feel as if you don't belong? There is a reason and a solution for this. Join award-winning actor, comedian, and best-selling author Kyle Cease 
and learn how to immerse yourself in a new way of being at From Lonely to Free, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. I'd like to use this as an example because in my own life, I had to learn to find a calm place within myself that I call a home where I can recognize fears and judgments. Now, my own fears and judgments that are driven by my mind result in this desire to have my interpretation of a story accepted, known, taken as truth. But I know that that is fear and judgment. That is fear that of another's rejection of my version and then judgment of the others. And so in this home, the center within, when I recognize those thoughts, I can say, okay, that's my mind. And then I can switch the game, just like my twins did. I can switch it over to a place of love that is from the soul. I can switch to, okay, what is the core underlying truth behind all of this? That is that each and every one of us, whether we were the one to get vanilla ice cream, watermelon ice cream, whether our version wasn't accepted or not, all of us are infinite beings, whole, divine, and complete in our truest form. And our mind, with fears and judgments, will separate us from that truth within us as well as from each other. Everyone is just doing the best they can with remembering facts about situations, with responding to situations. Everyone is just trying to do the best they can with what they know. When we know that the best that we can do is being aware in mindfulness of fears and judgments, we get more. We get solution. We get solution in retreating and saying, I'm going to choose love. I'm going to agree to disagree. I'm going to look at the other's experience with love, whether or not I get it back in return. That is what my twins did. That is what I suggested to them. But none of that would be possible unless I was doing that within myself. Seriously, none of that would be possible unless I was doing that within myself. This so much relates to a recent podcast episode where I explained healing from heartbreak, how I did that, and then how returning to the truth of knowing I offered faithful, unconditional love after a relationship was established is so amazingly peaceful and empowering 
but it was only possible by choosing love within me for myself and not the fears and judgments that led to shame. So as you're listening to this, as you're going about your holiday season, please consider the vanilla and the watermelon ice cream story, as well as the Santa Claus loving story where they supported each other to get their Santa letters out, literally within minutes after being in a heated argument. That's what can happen when we choose love. That is what happens when we ban shame. The last thing I want to share is something else going on um, in life is my mom's uh, failing health and how to navigate that. How to navigate that knowing my limitations, knowing um, I have to stay vigilant in my own recovery program and not take on too much. Um, That's something interesting to navigate. And I basically have decided, you know, to have my mom here on the weekends as most as possible. And we did just that last weekend. My mom came and um, when it was time to spend the night, I let her know that she would be sleeping um, in a twin bed in the other room because the twins always end up, even if they're seven and a half years old, they always end up coming into my bed and snuggling with me, which of course I love. And of course I don't shame. Of course I embrace Yet in situations like this with my mom, I mean, she sleeps with me when she is here. I had to t- give her the bad news. So that hit her hard, a lot harder than I thought. And it was a difficult moment where, you know, my own uh, fears came in, my own judgments came in, where I'm like, gosh, you know, isn't she appreciative of being here at all and not being home alone or... Um, I'm doing the best I can, and it's not good enough. Those came in a little bit, but I'm pretty good about knowing completely my worth, completely what I offer, and staying confident and grounded in that. So I went upstairs, the boys and their grandmother together downstairs, and I sat down where I always do to connect to the home within me. Sometimes it just takes a few seconds. Sometimes it takes a few minutes. And in that moment, I was, okay, I'm going to choose love. I'm going to choose love. I'm going to continue to offer this to my mom tonight. As she was saying she wanted to go home, I told myself that I would say, okay, she can make that choice. And that was that. I got up and I walked downstairs and I let her know whatever she wanted to do, she could do. And literally, in that moment, as she was telling me, no, no, it's fine, it's fine, I had an idea. Elijah and Harrison must have read my mind because they had already run upstairs. What did we do? We moved 
one of the twin mattresses into my room and put it on the floor wherein all of us were sleeping in the same room together. All of us chose love, not the fears and judgments in our head that create such angst, such tension, such separation, so much anxiety. No, we didn't go there. We chose love. We chose to ban those fears and judgments and less shame. And we had a beautiful, splendid time. Everyone slept well. The twins woke up with their grandma. I woke up with my mother. And we created another beautiful memory all together. I am planning on doing that again. And I know that that is offering the best I can with all the other things on my plate. And I will not let any feelings of shame, guilt is okay, that I can't do more for my mom enter. We are all doing the best we can. I believe doing the best we can is increasing the mindfulness so that we're not adding angst and anxiety through projecting onto others. Being a model of this, I try to do my best every single day. Again, it allows story time, moments with my kids because we're more present. I hope that these stories helped you see after we recover as parents, we can help our children with their healing just by being examples. I was able to provide a safe and calm place for my son when he had a memory, when he had a bad memory from years gone by. It's still alive today. If I had reacted in a judgmental way or in a way where I felt shame inside, I wouldn't have been present for him and he couldn't have had that opportunity to get it out. What I learned is children want to be heard. They need their side of the story. Heard and listened to and acknowledged. That is always what I needed as a child. And that is the little girl within me that I needed as an adult. And the reasons that I wrote Home is Within You, a memoir of recovery and redemption. We all deserve a safe place to share, cry, and be vulnerable, to tell our version of facts like I did in healing a heartbreak. And my version was that I had done nothing wrong. We all deserve that outside us. Yet when we can't find it outside us, we can create a space within, just like I used over the last year and a half, that then transform into offering it to others, like I did my kids. I'm doing the best I can as a parent in recovery 
But boy, oh boy, are there enormous blessings and meaningful moments. I encourage you to share your stories as a parent in recovery, where you have used the 12 steps, where you have used your therapy learnings, where you have used mindfulness, and how it all really ends up turning out to be blessings. I am a grateful alcoholic. I am a grateful survivor because I get to be this kind of mommy today. Send your stories to Nadia Davis period home within you at gmail.com or leave it through the mind body spirit app in a voicemail by pressing the open mic tab. I am sending a load of warm hugs and I hope you enjoyed this short solo podcast. Love you. Bye. Of a flame that never dies. You are not alone. If you are dealing with shame and trauma, please reach out to me through my website, nadia-davis.com. You can get a free band shame tip sheet and find out about upcoming events. I'd love it if you picked up my book, Home is Within You, wherever books are sold. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend, leave a review, and make sure to follow me on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sending warm hugs. What is it you really want in life, no matter what you've been through? you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.